Welcome to Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today Chris Pine stars as legendary Scotsman Robert the Bruce, who went from being a shamed nobleman to fighting for Scotland's freedom back in the 14th century. And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. Today we'll venture away from wine to raise a glass to my heritage and that of Robert de Bruce, toasting to Scotland with beloved Scotch whiskey. But we won't pair a single malt, though though I love them and honestly consider them to be the best. We will toast with a blend, which may be a little bit... I'm excited to to have a blend because I think it goes well with with Robert's story. But first, let's talk about this film that we watched on Netflix. Okay, it's called Outlaw King. So this is kind of the new world that we live in. Movies are now starting to premiere because Netflix is making feature films. Really great films, yeah. And it's so it makes it an uh, Oscar-eligible film because it... It'll open in a handful of theaters around the country, but at the same time, you can just stay at home and watch it for free. If you have Netflix. If you have Netflix. Yes. And it's a big budget film. I mean, this is a really big film. It's called The Outlaw King. And it's, uh, I'm going to say the great Chris Pine because I'm a big fan. And I I love watching his just mobility from one film to another. And it's directed by. He's become a really good, he's still young, but has become a really good. So where did we first notice Chris Pine? I. Well, I you probably will know. I just know he was he was Captain Kirk in Star Trek, and I it's Bottle Shuck, right. isn't it? Isn't he the? Kid? Oh my gosh, yes, he's he, Bo Barrett. You're right. He's Bo Barrett in Bottle Shuck. It's that wine movie that we That's always right. that, that we reference to a lot. But yes, yeah, Star Trek, and he was great in that. He's still great playing in that. But he was great in Hell or High Water. Yeah. I think that's the best thing I've ever seen him do. And it's directed by. Um, uh, David, I think it's yeah, David McKenzie, who directed him in Hell or High okay, Water. Yes. So they're starting to team up. So it follows Bruce's rise to power as the king of the Scots, and then, and then the, the rebellion he leads against England's occupation of Scotland. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson plays James Douglas, one of Bruce's fellow Scott warriors, and Florence Pugh, a, a kind of a new name for us mm-hmm. and a new actress. Uh, she was in Lady Macbeth. It was like a modern version of Lady Macbeth that played in theaters. Is his bride, his young bride. And she's terrific. Yeah, she, it's a great And part. we're going to see her starting to pop up in a lot of films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, this movie opens with a nine-minute tracking shot. And this just floors me. Mm-hmm. So the film opens. I'm just going to kind of recreate some of it. I'll try to use words to create it on screen for you. <laughs> but, it, but it opens with this. Out, it's out in the outdoors, and it's a tent. And, uh, you know, it starts with a little sword play with a guy. You don't know if that's going to get serious or not. Well, and no, the shot that's in the it, tent, it, out of the tent, it around the tent. It starts with basically um, King Richard. Is that where we are? Is it King I think Richard? it's King I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically making all of the, the Scottish noblemen. Um, basically, give their fealty to him to to right. say, okay, we will we will stop being rebellious. Yeah. We will agree to to have English rule um, over Scotland. They have to get down on their knees they and kiss his ring. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and so that's the very first scene. But they are in the middle of a of of a kind of worn torn Scotland that I assume is probably Edinburgh, just because as it looks like Edinburgh, Edinburgh up on the hilltop, uh, the Edinburgh Castle up on on. Hilltop, go ahead. But this nine-minute tracking shot goes in the tent, out the tent, around the tent, some sword play, goes back in the tent, and then comes out, and then widens out. And I swear there's a 90-foot catapult that they built that they light on fire and... And fire on the castle. And fire 
and it hits Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> and it's jaw-dropping stuff. And it's just really breathtakingly shot. Yeah. I think technically this film is as good as just about anything I've seen all year. It's it's whether you connect with it or not. And it's whether Chris Pine is he's not comatose in the movie, but he's not he's not up giving these big giant speeches every five minutes. He he's is not William Wallace. <laughs> he's not William Wallace, who is referenced in the yeah. film. And partially shown uh-huh. in the film, <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. use that term partially. But um, I'm I. The more I think about this film, I think the better it gets. It's only at about fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people. I mean, it's an historical film, but at the same time, there's some really good things going on. It's very well acted. It might not overpower you with emotion, and it's very violent. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring up this thing. So I'm uncomfortable always with hearing Robert the Bruce. Like, are you Haley the Hamilton? Or Haley the Hamilton Cogill and I'm Gary the Cogill? You know? Well, no, I Is think it Carl the Carlsberg? No, I don't think it's the Bruce. I think it's Dub Bruce. It's Well, that's D-E. very Hawaiian. Well, it's D-E. Oh, it's D-E. And then space and then B-R-U-S. So it's Robert de Bruce. Bruce. Which is, I mean, I think it's kind of Robert of Bruce or okay. Robert kind of like... You would have a. I mean, think of how many names like like Johnson and 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 uh, Peterson, Gary, Gary and, Smith, and all of these kind of names that are very common now. Mm-hmm. It's because that was John's son, and okay. so every you know, as time goes on and generationally, that's kind of just a way to that that names were created. So I don't I don't think I think that Robert the Bruce is probably a a. Um, it's an Americanized version? Pretty much, English, yeah. yeah. Americanized version of it? Of, of Robert de Bruce that was Robert of Bruce, which right. you kind of... So this is what... I'm married to a wine expert, but I'm also married to a historian. Well, and don't... I don't want to, you know, yeah. don't make any historians angry if I don't have that exactly right, but I'm, I'm no. fairly confident. Because I've always been kind com- of the... uncomfortable by saying he plays Robert the Bruce. Well, yeah. It's just, you know... It's kind of just like a person from someplace. Or Although someplace. I would say, you know, Bruce. Because you have, I mean, you think about how many, like Lord of Shiring or yeah. the, the, you know, King, what's, who is, what is Prince William now? The Duchess of Cambridge or, yeah. the, you know, the, the. Yeah, no, that makes total sense to me. I would, I would reference also um, uh, Jeff Bridges as the dude. Uh, well, he he earned that right. <laughs> the dude abides. We like this movie. Yeah, do you do, did you like it? I did. Well, I like anything that that talks about my heritage because this is really goes back to you and your yeah. family. Yeah, well, and it's I I feel very lucky. I think I've said before on the show that I I'm blessed to to be Scottish on both sides. I have I'm a McClelland and a Hamilton. Um, I have two. I have I have two plaids. I have two tartans. I have two Do you two put clans. one over the other and make one? Um, no, I don't think that they would have actually they do liked that. that. They, they, they were very... Um, and this is kind of what what kind of gets me into my pairing, which makes me very excited. Um, because the Scott... From my understanding of my history, and I'm still learning a lot about my own history, um, but they were very, very loyal to, to their clan. Their clan, you know, that was... Those were their people. And I'm probably Probably, like, uh, modern day, you know, if you live in a city, you're very proud to be a part of that city, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, and of course, there are... a sense of community. Right. And and you have have leaders within that community, which Robert de Bruce was, um, that he inherited from his father, and it's kind of the lord over the land. Um, and you take care of your people, and, and... But they're very... They're very singular. And a lot of these clans did not want to come together. Um, William Wallace... 
tried to unite them. Um, then William de Bruce, or I'm um, sorry, uh, Robert de Bruce yeah. uh, tried to unite them. Because the clans fought a lot. Because the clans fought a lot, because nobody could kind of agree, and they wanted to have their own independence. They wanted to have their own, again, very, this is nothing after sounds centuries, like, nothing has changed. Like politics today. Right? I know, everything, you know, we just keep reliving the exact same thing. But at some point, you have to come together if you're going to ever make a change. And so that's why I've decided to pair this week's film with a blended scotch, oh. though a, a single malt um, historically or, or flavor-wise is always kind of the best. Um, when you make a blend, you kind of take parts of, of various things, very much like in making a non-vintage champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, you, take, you take a lot of different parts and you put them together to create... Um, what some might say is a maybe not as as premium of a product but still a very good one so my pairing i will say um my grandpa clem was always a big clement bramlett mcclellan was he clement mcclellan clement bramlett mcclellan clement um, mcclellan um that rolls out the tongue a, i tell you uh he he loved a good shivis so the shivis uh 25 year Old blend, so a blend of various um, scotches that are all aged 25 years. You know, this isn't, you think of blended scotch might be a a kind of cheaper, less expensive product. It's $186, so it's definitely a very nice, a very nice. uh, 25-year-old blend. Very nice. Do we have a bottle of this at home? (laughs) I wish we did. (laughs) Shivas, if you'd like to give us a sample, we'd love that. Yeah. Um, But the nice thing also, which I've always kind of, thought about blends across anything about about a great bordeaux blend or or a great you know like a non-vintage champagne you have the ability then to create the very very best product so it's very smooth it's you know has a little bit of smokiness but nothing overpowering you get lots of kind of the orange um orange peel and caramel notes and toasted spice kind of notes that that I think a really lovely aged um, scotch will bring. And it's because, and it's blended because he needed all of his friends to come together. So you took a trip to Scotland. I did. Yeah. I did. I had a... Um, I, I had gone to Ireland with some friends and then kind of said, I'm this close to, to my homeland. I need to hop over and did a little hop over just uh went to edinburgh for a handful of days and um just Isn't edinburgh just, awesome just walked around and 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 yeah. walked you know walked through the castle walked um just really walked the city. It was it was really, it was kind of my first trip all by myself, and isn't, I was very proud of myself. Isn't there a statue of William Wallace as you walk into the Edinburgh Castle? I think, I think so. it's right on the left. Yeah, you had a pretty remarkable trip too. Well, I've, I've been to Edinburgh once, and it was years ago. And so I back in my days when I was a full time film critic, and so I flew to Edinburgh. I was sleep drunk because you fly to London and you fly all night, and then you take a commuter jet to Edinburgh, and then I was having dinner at sunset in Edinburgh Castle with 10 of my colleagues from around the world and Sean Connery. <laughs> and it's the hunt for Red October. And I'm sitting there with Sean Connery. And he's sitting, and, and so the next day I'm interviewing him, I remember Sean Connery walks in, and I was the first to interview him. It was just after lunch, and he had gotten up early and played golf on the old course. So he came in with his bright green old course sweater on covered with croissant crumbs because he had had a croissant and nobody he's sean connery and nobody could There's tell him that you have crumbs all over you it's like you know just here so i spent you know two minutes brushing the crumbs 
because we're it's everything's on camera, so because we're, we're working on television. But yeah, and sitting in that castle, and you know, they took us into a private showing because the the original old crown jewels are yeah. in there. Yeah, and, you know, they're and, fantastic. And there's a stone in there. Yeah, and there's. I mean, it's just it's fantastic. I love just going into their kind of great chamber because they had all the yeah. different. Um, um, crests, yes. all the all the family crests and stained glass across uh, all around that room, and just uh, you know, it's it's from what I understand of my heritage, one side of uh, one side of uh, one side was horse thieves, the other one were noblemen, but often they were the same because a horse thief could also be a nobleman. So I, I, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm still learning Isn't about awesome? history, but it's so it's we so famous. we like Outlaw King. Yeah. If you have Netflix, it's free now. But it's a it's a it's a big movie, and it's yeah. really good, and it's a really good director. And I, I it, well, it, and if nothing else, if you do have Netflix, just to watch that that first ten minutes because yeah. that tracking shot's pretty. That amazing. opening shot for, is amazing for film lovers. That's a, a really great feat to have accomplished. Hey, let's do a little holiday talk. When we come yeah. back on Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. What are you pouring for your Thanksgiving feast? Is it a white wine? Is it red wine? Is it both? So from turkey and dressing to Pinot Noir, what to drink for Thanksgiving? And we will be right back. The holidays are just around the corner, and if you haven't tried wine access yet, now is the perfect time. Sharing great wine makes the holidays even better. Yes, it does, and wine access makes it so easy, and can I say this, just to drink the best. And we, we like drinking that. the best. And I think the holidays are, are great for rosé, and you've turned me on to rosé, Haley. I've learned a lot about rosé with you. I think it's easy to drink, it's often affordable, and on the wine access website, you'll find the 2017 Lorenza California Rosé. It's 93 points on on their website. And it's only $19 a bottle. It has notes of peach and melon and tangerine. And if you know anything about me, I like my rosés really light. Yes, like, like a whisper. Like, almost like a salmon, yeah, yeah. salmon color. And this is that. And I'll say it again. This uh, Lorenza California Rosé, 93 point, is only $19 a bottle. That's awesome. Wine Access's philosophy is that there are wineries offering higher quality wines at better prices than you'll find in most stores. Over the past decade, their team of experts has tasted over 20,000 different bottles, from the smallest vineyards to the most iconic winemakers, and they only select the very best of those to offer us. Wine Access shares the full story with us, where the wine comes from, and what makes it so great. And they're going to deliver the wine right to your doorsteps. They make it so simple. We want you to enjoy these fantastic wines for the holidays. So we have arranged this exclusive limited time offer with Wine Access. You're going to get 20% off these wonderful wines that are already a great value. Wow, 20%. 20% off of that $19 bottle of wine. That's like a $15 rosé. I'm in. I'm all in. But the only way to get this offer is to go now to the special website. It's wineaccess.com slash cogill. For full details, go now to wineaccess.com slash cogill. That's C-O-G-I-L-L. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. So we are Thanksgiving time. It's yes. this week, Gary. It's now. Yes. Right now. Okay. So what do you, what do you pair with your roast Can I eat right now and drink right now? And cornbread dressing. Oh. So, um, you've got some ideas. I have a few ideas, kind okay. of the way that I love to start a uh, a good Thanksgiving day because I have very, you know, very. You're I very do the, specific. I do the exact same thing. And every don't year. you always start with a bubble? I start with a bubble. I watch the parade. I start with a bubble, and you know, it can be anything from from very inexpensive, very light, 
easy to drink cava or prosecco. You know, mm-hmm. I love my Segurvitas, a La Marca prosecco, um, a nice DOCG um, prosecco superiores, a little bit higher quality, still very light, still very fresh. Two great traditional method um, sparkling wine from California, Mom Napa. We love Domingo Carneros. Yes, um, two two great great. Vintage Champagne, Moet and Chandon just came out with their 2009 Grand Vintage. That's a both good one, isn't rose it? as well as uh, Brut Rosé as well as a just classic Brut. Really, really great. But, you know, it's Thanksgiving's a special day. And and the special day always deserves a good bubble. Yeah, have some bottles of bubble around. I think Absolutely. that's a great. I think that's a great way to start it. And if you, and by the way, when you say I watch the parade, yes. that's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that I love. That is just fantastic. It's just magic. And we went once. We did. We, we had, watched the big dirigibles come around the corner. We watched the balloons like, come around the here's corner. The big, it comes around the corner and the head's like 20 stories. It was so much fun. It was so, so much fun. fun. We yeah. had Thanksgiving dinner at Le Cirque, which was also pretty yeah. pretty fantastic. That was awesome. Okay, if so you, you start with a bubble. bubble if, okay, so for white wine fans, um, don't go too heavy. You know, you need something. It's it's a big day. It's a heavy meal. There's a, there's a lot of food. It's a lot of weighty food. Mm-hmm. So you need acidity in your wine. You need something fresh. You need something that's not going to weigh you down. You can certainly, if you love a good Chardonnay, Chardonnay's great. Just maybe like an unoaked Chardonnay. Maybe something that's not a fully malolactic Chardonnay. Something that's, that is a little fresher. Um, maybe a good Albarino. So you bring in some great texture, with that freshness, yeah. even maybe um, a Sauvignon Blanc, like that gorgeous um, Georgia that we talked about wow. last week wow. um, that we had with Lale, because then that's aged on the leaf, so aged on the yeast, so it's nice and round with still that lovely freshness right. that we always kind of look for. And then um, for if you kind of get into, after you've had your whites, move into a few reds. Uh, this is not your holiday to drink Cabernet. It's not your holiday to drink a Zinfandel. It's not your holiday to even, you know, your your red wines need to be light to medium bodied. Pinot Noir is the obvious choice. It's perfect. Pinot Noir. Um, but if you also want to maybe not go as traditional, um, a Barbera d'Asti from the Piemonte region, um, uh, Schiava from Alto Adige, uh, Beaujolais is kind of another classic. Um, I always kind of re- recommend maybe a Beaujolais Village or, or a single kind of crew of, of Beaujolais instead of Beaujolais Nouveau. A lot of people love Beaujolais Nouveau. It's kind of the new wine. Um, I know it's it's actually just been released across um, across the Beaujolais region. I kind of want something that has a little bit more character than just the, the Nouveau. And Beaujolais um, is meant to drink young. It's always meant to, to drink very young, right. but um, I will kind of then tip my hat back to Pinot Noir because it is kind of the very classic, a very obvious choice. And, um, you know, California continues to suffer from these just devastating fires. I read a, an article yesterday about the Malibu ABA, which is a really new um, kind of wine region that that I want to say they just became an AVA in 2014. It's wow, growing wine in Malibu. That's yeah, right, yeah, right there on the ocean. It's very small, but you get that great maritime influence. You get those coastal breezes. Very, yeah. very small um, region that sadly now is, is relatively devastated. Um, you go up. So I would kind of say if you are going to drink a, a, a Pinot this year, choose a California one. Sonoma, you know, yeah, Sonoma has cause. suffered so much. Um, last year, the fires are just insane. Um, we'll kind of think maybe 
I think some of the the Pinots, especially from like the Santa Barbara ABA. So we've mm-hmm. got Sea Smoke and Presquell and Pally and uh, uh, Cambria. We also have uh, tried, there's a rosé company or a new rosé predominant winery called Maylene or Maline um, out of the Santa Barbara ABA. Really, really gorgeous wines, a little uh, maybe more fruit forward than some of the Oregon mm-hmm. ones that we love that bring in a little bit more earthiness, but really great, great acidity, great freshness to go with your Thanksgiving bird. Wow, so Sea Smoke's one of my favorite ones. We love Sea Smoke, Yeah, yes. that's just a beautiful, I don't care what you're eating, that's a great, that's <laughs> exactly. a great bottle of wine. That's <laughs> exactly. Sea Smoke, Pinot Noir. Yeah. So what do you, yeah, what do you like to drink on Thanksgiving? Well, so, what's your, so what's I'm gonna your go back Thanksgiving to, Well, I'm, I'm thinking of. back on my childhood. So my dad was always a vodka Collins. Nice. My dad had a little bar and he had, you know, and he would make a uh, water high bartender and <laughs> vodka Collins and he would mix his little mixers and stuff and he, and uh, whiskey sours. He made whiskey sours. But you grew up in the lot. day of, of the cocktail. Like yeah. everybody drank cocktails in the right. in the 60s. And, so, and, and growing up in Oregon, uh, completely oblivious to wine yeah. and wine country. So... My mom would go out and probably get the cheapest bottle of wine. So I remember my early, early experiences of having a glass of wine. Oh, here, come over here, you little 10-year-old boy. We'll pour you a little. You know, I'd sit down with all the... We had a child's table and then the big table, and, and it was humiliating. Oh, and, uh, But I would sit down, and they'd pour me a little bit of wine. And so my first was like, you. And I think we it was just is it like Lancers or this? I think your bar is kind of high. I remember in high school I got I got a, a hold of a bottle of cold duck. Nice. And I thought and it was pink cold duck. And I thought, ooh, I got champagne. fancy. I got fancy champagne. I was pretty much an idiot. But you know, my early days were always cocktails, and yeah. so it wasn't really wine. And then as I became an adult and as I started cooking later in life, before I met you, um, when I started cooking, I really started connecting with wine yeah. a lot because yeah, I think they, they go hand in hand. Absolutely. And so Oregon Pinots to me were always a big deal. And I've learned through you the difference between the Oregon and the California Pinots. They're, they're, they're considerably different. They are. And sometimes, um, it's really funny, sometimes I really want a really light Pinot. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... It, I want the food to shine, and, and of not, course, and 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 not so much the wine to be dominant. You know, the the goal is that they fit hand in hand and go together. And then every once in a while, I'll just open, you know, like, like that sea smoke, and it's just, gorgeous. it's so beautiful and gorgeous. So I think I moved into, but and then I became kind of a Chardonnay fan and, mm-hmm. and a white wine fan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting with people, and I know people ask you all the time, like, are, do you like red wine or you like white wine? Well, I like wine, right. It's not red or white. It's right. like asking me, do you know, do I do I like sci-fi movies or do I like westerns? Yeah. Well, I like anything that's good. Right. Anything. I, absolutely. That's a perfect yes. I like any wine that's good. Any wine that's good. And and what I think is good may not be what you think is good. Absolutely. But, but you can you can tell if a wine is is well made or not well made. Right. And that's I just want something that's well made. The other uh, Thanksgiving tradition was always a. Uh, uh, about halfway through the meal, unbutton the top of your pants. <laughs> All the men meal. at the table would just go, oh, my God. oh. Like I know I'm painting a really great image. <laughs> and then we would all retire near the television and watch football. Yeah. 
And we ate really early. I mean, we ate at, sometimes we ate at 11 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes we, we. we you would the, time it by the football game the, you wanted to watch. It was positioned between games. <laughs> yeah. And all of it was literally, growing up in Oregon, everyone was a, a Dallas Cowboys fan yeah. because of Mel Renfro, who was an all pro uh, defensive back who went to the University of Oregon. So, and he played for the Cowboys for years. Nice. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. So, uh, to, to recap, uh, <laughs> it was cocktails. Then bad wine, and then an education, and now anything that's good works. And really, it's the Pinots for Thanksgiving for me. Yeah. And we've got some good ones, so this will be fun this year. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate yes. that. Isn't that fun? Absolutely. Yeah, baby. we have good traditions. Next time on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, more great films, either in theaters or on demand, along with wonderful wines and pairings we always call worthy of celebration. But for more on our discussion today, follow our blog on kogelconsulting.com or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill, and to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha.